Hello, Slate Plus. How are you? I ask you that every week. You never answer. I don't know why that is. Anyway, I like Slate that Plus. you ask. It shows that I care. I'm a curious person. So we want to talk about, <laughs> this could go on and on, so we'll try to be brief. <laughs> the profile of Ben Rhodes in the New York Times Magazine, there's so many things to disclose here. First of all, the New York Times Magazine is Emily's employer. And Indeed. she had a... She had uh, the cover story in the very issue in which the Ben Rhodes profile ran. So she was a close neighbor to it. It was a piece by David Samuels, a longtime magazine writer, um, very forceful writer. And he profiled this person who is, I, I think, with deputy national security. What is he? Dep something? That's his I, title. Think I think that's Rob Lowe on the West Wing. <laughs> that's what I decided. I mean, so he's a young guy like who Lowe. writes Obama's foreign policy speeches and got onto the Obama campaign really early and young and has become really influential in shaping Obama's foreign policy and is seen assistant as, to the president and deputy national security advisor. Deputy national security advisor. Th- th- this phrase runs through the piece of mind meld. Um, we should also note that he's the brother of John's boss at CVS, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, the piece alleges that Ben Rhodes uh, did all kinds of slightly nefarious things to advance Obama's foreign policy agenda, notably to feed stories to reporters, to to manipulate the media using reporters they thought would be friendly to spin their positions, that the administration manipulated the timeline of its negotiations to hide key information about when negotiations happened. Also, it through the through line is that Ben Rhodes holds the foreign policy elite and also the media that cover foreign policy in total contempt to be scorned or manipulated. He comes across as a generally self-important schmuck who is high on his own supply. I have no idea. I don't know anything about Ben Rhodes. There's a lot of problems with this piece, but it caused a gigantic storm of media discontent, rage from reporters. Jeff Goldberg, one of the reporters who's mentioned in passing the story as as somebody who is a basically accused of being a shill for the administration, a water carrier for the administration, and Goldberg, uh, you know, rightly, you know, took issue with that characterization. Well, and, and the way it was handled, and, was, and the way it was yeah. handled in the piece. Right, neither well. of them yeah. were asked for comment and yeah. given the chance to respond. Lots of outside groups that are sort of mentioned in the piece or or implicitly referred to as uh, water carriers and puppets for roads in the administration are but, irked by that too. By the way, just on the Jeffrey point, his mm-hmm. cover in the Atlantic about. President Obama's foreign policy. I can't think of a piece that has caused more trouble for the administration than that one. I mean, it was the centerpiece of the centerpiece of Obama's cleanup effort in his visit to Saudi Arabia. It's there was somebody I was talking to a, a defense official from a Middle Eastern country last night who, like on the second sentence, was talking about what he took from the Atlantic article that alone made the characterization of him sort of laughable. Right. So the, the, the idea that, that all these people who have said perhaps written in positive ways about the Iran deal, that they're all merely uh, 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 tools deployed by Ben Rhodes to whatever he wants is just nonsense. Um, But, the 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 right has sort of enjoyed a lot of people on the right have enjoyed this because it suggests that the Iran deal has been built on media deceit and media ignorance and and that the Obama administration is as bad as say the Bush administration was about manipulating the media in terms of getting its narrative out. Um, the foreign policy establishment is annoyed by all of this. The media is annoyed. Shouldn't we 
also mentioned that David Samuels was against the Iran deal, wrote about that. And Slate yes. actually talked about um, kind of gamed out bombing Iran in like a kind of, you know, slaty abstract way. And so then there's also an accusation that this whole article is like an enterprise to further his agenda of undermining the Iran deal. Was that in Slate? The, the, I yeah. didn't know that. Good for Slate. Is this story worth the furor that's been made around it? I, one other thing can I add to the, to the, um, <laughs> to the mix, to the mix. Yeah. Is the description of the way in which the, and this I hear about a lot, the way in which the White House national security apparatus and Ben Rhodes in particular have manipulated the decision making process with the Secretary of Defense, Secretary of State. This is an age-old complaint that basically the national security people in the White House uh, control the outcomes. And so that when there's debate among the, the principals in front of the president, it's been orchestrated in a way so that it's not genuine debate. Um, so that's that's one of the other complaints that gets in that, that surfaced within the story that's separate and apart from the journalistic issues with the story. I think that's also part of the conservative critique, which is that you had people who could who weren't giving the president um honest advice from the or weren't allowed to or able to because uh Rhodes was manipulating everything probably you know that's the claim in the piece that that uh, conservatives have also pointed to I feel like this piece is all about shadings like lin linguistic shadings or at least that the kerfuffle it's causes all about that so the notion that any presidential administration is trying to get its message out about yeah, an right. enormous policy initiative like that's that's so uninteresting that it wouldn't have right like and so the way that you make it interesting is to make it sound nefarious like you said david which and so the verb that david samuels used in the sentence about jeffrey rosen was to say that you know basically Rhodes was using Rosen to retail the administration's message. That's what made Jeffrey sound like he was doing the bidding of the administration. And I, I mean, as John said, like th that just seems, yes, they've given um, him access because maybe because he's really excellent and, P and Obama has a good relationship with him or just because like he reaches an audience they want to reach. There's those decisions about who gets access. You can quarrel with them. You can argue that, you know, Obama should be talking more to straight up newspaper reporters. And there has been a lot of pushback from the media about that. But the only way that you cause a great deal of trouble is by making it sound as if there are some like master puppeteer thing going on here. And that just seemed kind of I, like silly to me does it matter to you guys that the administration has not pushed back against this piece like isn't there another story here about how the obama administration is usually so incredibly careful and doesn't give this kind of access to journalists and like ben Rhodes seems to have gone on some enormous i don't know him either but some well, huge who would ego tell trip? him who would tell him to stop i mean usually uh, I mean, wouldn't he be the <laughs> one know. he would be the one that would <laughs> right that good would, point that would complain i mean i don't know whether he has or hasn't but um he did respond, but in such a mild, like, sort of not-to-the-point kind of way, I thought. Maybe they figured that the media was going to do its job, the job for them, that they, there was, what, there was, what could they gain from pushing back? And yeah, so and much. also, what's the, res what's the thing to say is wrong? I don't know. But doesn't this feel to you guys like a sort of twilight of the administration yeah, piece? Way, like way, Ben wrote, right? Right, like Ben Rhodes, he would never have gotten away with this or wanted to do this even a couple of years ago. But now it's like, I want to have my profile in also, a major magazine. And so the way to do that is to like let someone in. And I picked someone who like really was interested in um, 
having a whole having also, his knives out also for a bunch of other people. It also feels like this goes back to what we were talking about in the show, which is the people who are the opponents of the Iran deal, which was a pro- which was a fifty one forty nine kind of thing. Think but, aha! It was because everybody was tricked by sneaky old Ben Rhodes that this ever <laughs> happened. It happened because the president wanted it to happen. He decided not to to have it be ratified by Congress. He took their took their voice out of it. Democrats in Congress decided not to have a voice and just laid down and let him do what he wanted. Uh, and that's was that situation created by I mean, if there were an active press saying this is a huge disaster, um Sure, but that would have put the press in the in the position of essentially taking the side of conservatives. There wasn't there was a debate that was debated like mad. I certainly know that I have talked about it a lot on Face the Nation and that it was talked about in a lot of other places. And some people heard that debate and said, well, it's a risk worth trying. And other people said, oh, this is crazy. And that was kind of where it was. It wasn't for a lack of there wasn't some fact that Ben Rhodes was sitting on top of until this until this uh, deal could get signed. So I think it it also has a little bit of that to it as well. That this is this is the exp- explanation for why this went forward is that Svengali duped the whole world. Let's leave it there. Goodbye, Slate Plus. Catch you later.